Welcome, everyone. We're uh, happy podcasting today, I guess you could say. We're episode 33, Devil's Army Cast. James here, as always, got Chris, got the duo. Woo! I'm fired up. Let's go. Let's get this thing going. We're recording this right after the Devil's 2-1 victory against the Boston Bruins. Overtime victory. Called a buzzer beater. I mean, there was 1.7 seconds left on the clock. Just a beautiful win. Great game. We'll hop into that shortly. First, episode number 33. Chris, give me some number 33s in Devil's history. There's not a lot of them. <laughs> uh, the unforgettable Johan OV2. Oh, man. Man, you, you took mine. Um, <laughs> Alexander Urban wore this number once upon a time. True. Um, so that, that was my guy. So what we're going to do here... For everyone listening, this episode is going to be dropped on Monday because we got a full slate of or a couple games of football going on on Sunday. So we're assuming the best way to drop this one is on Monday. You're going to hear us talk about the first two games of Devil season. We're going to talk a little bit about NHL wide, what stuck, uh, stood out to us, takeaways, fun stuff like that. And then we're going to go into a little uh, preview about the Rangers Devils game, which is the next Devils game upcoming on Chris. When's this game? Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Yep. Devils Rangers Tuesday night. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday night. Um, we're also going to have, I'll talk a little bar down bets, a little degenerate at the end of this. And we're going to talk a little bit about who we think the worst team in the NHL is currently. So let's hop into it. Talk about this game. Me and Chris just both watched. What an electric game, man. What oh, a great man. rebound <laughs> from the game on, uh, on Friday. Devils. There was a little part there in the second period where the Devils were getting outplayed. But overall, man, the Devils were terrific in this yeah. one. I, I felt they, they held their own. They they more than held their own. They, I'm going to say, dominated the Bruins in this one. Yeah. Um, specifically the third period. The third period, they were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, first period was also very good. <clears throat> the scoring got started by none other than Miles Wood. It's been a wild ride in the Miles Wood experience these first two games. We'll get yeah. more into that more with the first game, but we're going to talk about the second game right now. Of course, like I said earlier, Devils came with the victory 2-1 to one in overtime. Igor Sharangovich, buzzer beater. So the game itself, the scoring opened in the first period, right? Yep. No. Yeah, yeah, it was the first period. period. Yeah, we struck yeah. in the first. Miles Wood got a tip in off of a, a Ty Smith shot. Um, worth noting there, Miles Wood did this um, more than a few times in the preseason training camp scrimmages. He was redeflecting shots in front. Believe it or not, one of them came from Ty Smith in the scrimmage, so that carried over. Jack Hughes very, had a, very a great pass to set it all up, too. He did. Um, yeah, so we roll into the second period now. Boston, wouldn't Boston tie this one up at one? Yeah, they, they tied it up later in the, the second period. Um, Devils were on a power play, and the Bruins ended up coming out with Puck, Marshawn, and Bergeron. Uh, Palms gave Marshawn a hit. Uh, bumped him pretty good, but Marshawn just fought through it. Um, you know, next time you just got to hit him a little bit better, tie up the stick. Um, Marshawn was able to make a pass out in front to Bergeron, and uh, I think it was Subban who was defending. Um, just was. gave, gave yeah. him too much uh, space, too much of a gap. Uh, just need to step up on that next time. Uh, take away the time to shoot and, you know, deliver a check. Um, that's the story of that second goal, basically. Yeah, just to talk a little more about that. I, I think which which is totally on. It's hard to pin the blame on someone on a power a, a penalty kill goal like yeah. when you're on the. But well, this was on. 
this was on a uh, power play. This was a shorthanded goal, yeah. Chris. And I mean, you, you could you could also say you know the guy's back checking didn't back check hard enough too. I mean, there's there's yeah, no, plenty of angles to look at it. There's no one person that really caused it to go awry. Yeah, I'm get, I'm getting confused here. I, I I for a second I thought this was on the penalty kill, but it was on a Devils power play, and the Bruins scored a shorthanded goal. Yep. Um, what like you you explained it perfectly. I mean, Paul Mary definitely has to be harder on Marshan there. He I know he's at the end of shift, but Marshan kind of just ragdolled him. Even and just tied up the stick, you know. Yeah, he he got the he got the pass across, and PK didn't do such a good job there. And um, Bergeron put one home. I almost think that Subban almost expected Paul Mary to take care of Marshan, so he wasn't really like thinking he had to do anything there, which is totally on Subban. But both of them, they weren't good on that play. Ended up being one-one after two. Devils really, really controlled the third period. I thought they were going to get the uh, go-ahead goal during the period. Bruins only had five five-on-five five shot attempts that period. Five. The Devils mm-hmm. had 18. The Devils had the expected goal share in that period, 75%. That's that's a huge margin there against the Boston Bruins, which is insane, given the type of the teams the Bruins are. Unfortunately, they were not able to score a goal. We go into overtime, 1-1. One, one. Overtime period, lots of fun. Teams had chances both ways. The Devils actually carried a power play to the overtime period. Wasn't able to do much. The power play is something we'll talk about in a little bit. Hasn't been great. Unfortunately, or fortunately for Devils fans, at the end, we get a Yegor Sharangovich buzzer beater on a terrific passing play. The pass first was by Palmieri out of the zone. Severson mm-hmm. picked off the pass from Palmieri. Made a beautiful spinning backhanded pass to Igor to spring him on the breakaway. And the puck crossed the goal line with 1.7 seconds left. You know what number Igor Sharangovich wears? 17. Look at that. Some type of magic there. But yeah, that, that was a terrific play. It's absolutely beautiful. Something you yeah. haven't seen from the Devils in a long time. A passing play like that. The level of hockey IQ on that play. Just the the palms looking up, palms and yeah, palms looking up with the indirect pass. You know, hockey has geometry involved. Severson moving up, taking a quick look over his shoulder before he makes that pass to see he's got Sharon Govich cut into the middle, spin around backhand, and then Sharon Govich just finishes it. I think he went five hole on Halak. Oh my gosh, I, I was. That was some great hockey IQ on that play. I hope we see more of him. Clearly, the Devils have the talent to keep doing that. So. Yeah, it, it was a beautiful play all around. It was a five-hole goal there that beat him with just seconds left. The game as a whole, um, kind of like breaking down how the lines went and everything, it was a nice rebound game for that second line, that Gusev, Zaka, and Janssen line. They didn't get on the score sheet, but they did a good job possessing the puck and generating chances. As a line, they were probably the devil's best line in terms of possession, um, generating chances tonight or this afternoon. Another strong showing for the third line of Jesper Boquist, Travis Ajak, and Mr. Who's the winger on that line? Um, no, 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 no. Miles Wood, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Another strong showing for that line. Miles Wood's been terrific these two games. <laughs> I mean, in the he, China he's been shop, playing baby. very well. Miles Wood and Jesper Boquist are both playing very good hockey, which is great to see, especially with Boquist. Um, just keep on going here, talking about how specific players did in this game. Mackenzie Blackwood was terrific. I mean, he's going to have himself a heck of a year if the if the if the tiredness doesn't catch up to him. Cause he's going to be playing a lot. He had 28 saves on 29 shots, I think it was. 
As far as the defense goes, I'm liking what I'm seeing from P.K. Suzanne, man. Yeah. I know he had that questionable play that led mm-hmm. to the shorthanded goal, the Boston shorthanded goal. Yep. But he, he has had a couple of hiccups, but besides that, he's been great and he's been playing a ton of time. Yeah. Um, he's been paired with Ryan Murray, who's also been pretty good. So, go ahead, Chris. I mean, the, the key thing for the Devils, and this is just across their defensive structure, um, all – almost all the possession the Bruins had and shots were coming from the outside, which as a team, you're, you're fine with that all day. I mean, we talked about during this playoff run over the summer with the changed format, how that's basically what the Islanders do. They, they'll let you have possession and they'll let you take shots from the outside, but they're not going to let you in. That's kind of what the devils are trying to do. And you really see them starting to benefit from that kind of uh, ideology and defensive structure. Yeah, that, that was a great point there. Kind of bend, if don't you break. Mm-hmm. And that's what your eyes tell you. You look at the advanced stats, and that you'll t- uh, that'll tell you the same exact thing. The Bruins didn't have a lot, but they had a decent amount of like actual shot attempts. But that number of shot attempts didn't translate into high danger chances. Their expected goal in this game, the expected goal share the Bruins had was not great in this game. So that's what your eyes tell you. That's what the analytics are telling you there about that kind of rigid D structure that keeps everything to the outside. So. The other thing I want to say about PK here is he's you're seeing his shot. He, he's shooting the puck a lot, and this is something he did not do last year. On the mm-hmm. power play, even strength, he's just shooting the puck a lot. We'll, we'll talk more about Matt Tennyson here. Um, I'm, Chris knows it. <laughs> Matt, Tennyson, he, Matt Tennyson played much better this game than he did the first game. He still didn't play well. Once again, he was last in terms of Devils defenseman and expected goals and um, Corsi percentage. Both, of course, track not only shot attempts, qu- uh, quality, but also quality. And I, I, it's just not doing good things for Ty Smith. Ty Smith once again had an assist. Defensively, Ty Smith was okay this game. He was he was okay the the first game. It's just a young defenseman getting used to the NHL landscape. But having Matt Tennyson as a partner is not going to help his cause, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was this game. The Devils, like we've said a couple times now, were able to capture a 2-1 victory, take the three points from the Boston Bruins in the last game of a two-game set. Moving on now to the game against the Rangers on Tuesday night. Before we talk about the Rangers Devils game, do we want to talk about the first game? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. We're talking about the first game where the Devils fell to the Bruins three two in a shootout. So I'm a. I, I have a bad memory. I could tell you like how these goals happened and who scored them and how it occurred. I just don't remember what period they came in. I believe the scoring didn't start until the second period, Chris. Is that correct? If uh, I, remember I believe right. so. I think it was 0-0 at the end of the first. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Miles Wood got the first one last game too. So the Bruins scored first in the first game. I do know that. They jumped out to a one nothing lead, and it was off of a Miles Wood penalty. It was, it was just one of them Miles Wood crashing to the goalie, not being aware of his surroundings type penalties. Mm-hmm. Bruins score on a on a power play. The Devils answered back to tie the game 1-1, and it was a Miles Wood goal. This courtesy of a beautiful Jack Hughes pass. He was going down, getting tugged down. You saw the muscle, the added muscle on display here. Got the puck ahead to Miles Wood. Miles Wood put a bar down shot and a breakaway. Yep. <laughs> um, it, it was a nice goal. It just, yeah, it it's was, just funny, man. It was the Miles Wood experience is wild, right? He is the bull in the china shop. I, I love it. <laughs> so, one, um, 
it was one nothing game. Miles Wood scores in the beginning of the third period. All the rest of the scoring was in the third period. Bruins answered back, and it was a Miles Wood penalty that resulted in another goal. It was the same as that penalty. Miles Wood went into two grass and got another goal tender interference penalty. So the Bruins tie the game at one one. And then the Bruins take that, the lead 2-1 on that other penalty. And then we have the Ty Smith. And then we have goal. the Ty Smith first career goal. That was just a funny goal, funky, wacky goal. He shot it from the point, and it yeah, banged just, off like three different Bruins, I think, and then the ended up in the back luck. of it. Yeah. Best puck luck in the well, world. Well, for us, it was best yeah. puck luck. For the Bruins, <laughs> just some of the worst of puck luck you could have off of like three or four Bruins players, not a single Devils player. So Yeah, so that tied us up, and then we went to overtime where the Devils controlled the whole overtime period. They, they did a very good job in that overtime period. Mm-hmm. Numerous opportunities. Kyle Palmieri had a breakaway where he was all in alone. And just then, gas. Yeah, and then... We Say had Jack. a yeah. We have a Jack Hughes breakaway. That was a beautiful move, but Duke uh, <laughs> Rask made a heck of a save on it. Travis A. Jack comes to put the rebound in the back of that and misses. The puck was bouncing. I know, Chris, you were saying this earlier about how it's really hard and stuff. I get that, but I mean, yeah. you're in the NHL. There, you got to put that one home. Yeah, that that one is one where you got to put it home because it's just right mm-hmm. on the doorstep. So it's it's more the further you need to move the puck, the harder it is. But if it's just like an inch or a foot, that's that should be easy. <laughs> yeah. So Zajac misses the opportunity. We go to the shootout. Devils. You know how this usually goes in shootouts for them. Don't uh, convert on any of their first two chances. Mackenzie Blackwood stands tall until Brad Marchand comes down and wins the game with the third shootout um, attempt. So the Bruins won that game. Go to game two. Devils take that one. Man, taking three points against the Boston Bruins in a two-game series to start the season is a fat win. (laughs) Oh, yes. A fat W. I mean, I'm glad they got the win, but even if they only took a point away from that second game, I would have been content with two points Yeah, against the, the I, Bruins here. I mean, I when we talked about our previews, I mentioned that I expected regression from the Bruins. I didn't think their forward group was as deep as people think it is. I wasn't expecting us to come away with even three out of four points. Like, I, I wasn't expecting a lot coming into this. The, the first two games, just because I expected Boston to still be a really good team, even though I expected them to regress. So I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, so great. More so the second game was terrific. The Devils did get kind of outplayed here in the first game, kind of talk about this game a little more. First period was just a disaster. I guess the Devils took a little bit to wake up. Um, they, they settled in. Solid second period. Third period was in um, great in the overtime, ultimately dropped. Some notes from this game. The third line that I talked about earlier, Travis Sajak, Jesper Boquist, and Miles Wood was terrific. Miles Wood, besides those two, just Miles Wood penalties was very good in this game as well. Ty Smith was – he was okay. He had his first career NHL goal, but this goes again. You're going to hear me complain about Matt Tennyson again. Those two as a pair had a Corsi 4 of – 17.65, which is just miserable, and an expected goals of 30.20 share, which is also really bad. However, they, uh, Ty Smith got paired with David Severson for some time in this game, and that Corsi number jumped up to 67. Expected goals jumped all the way up to 88. So he, he was paired with Severson, did a lot better. 
Matt Tennyson himself was awful this game as well. It, it's funny. After the second period, Matt Tennyson was on the ice for one devil shot attempt at five on five and 12 against. That's mm-hmm. a 7.69 ratio. That's that's horrific. He ended the game at a 4 to 16 ratio, which is just as bad. Not a good game for him. Jack Hughes was electric Man. in this game, too. He was really good in the second game. Um, and Jesper Brokos, like I talked about earlier, was good I think in the first he leads game as the team. well. I think he leads the team in points. Hughes does. Oh, Hughes, <laughs> yeah. He's got, like, three he assists. Like, he this three is, assists now. This is what we've been saying. The whole offseason, he's focused on hitting the gym, and he mentioned the 14 pounds of muscle he's gained. And you're seeing it, even though he hasn't put one in the back of the net, he's gotten a bunch of chances, and he keeps generating chances as well for others. So I'm I'm stoked. Uh, he yeah. looks exactly like the player we expected him to be when we drafted him. It's That has a lot to do with it getting stronger, too. Mm-hmm. It's also he's just playing with this type of like confidence. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see him play with at all last year. He's been the devil's best forward, and yes. it, I, I don't think it's been close. Mm-hmm. He's definitely embracing that carrying of the load with Nico out. Obviously, there's a lot more pressure on him with Nico out, and he's embraced it. He's taken it and ran with it. Mm -hmm. Hughes has the highest expected goal share of any forward, too, on the Devils roster, which confirms that he has been the Devils' uh, best forward. So Jack Hughes has been great, and we're seeing the first overall pick, top six, first-line center, elite center that he was drafted to be. That's the only thing. He hasn't even been playing center. He's been playing wing with uh, Sharon Govich on that line, I think. I don't think so. He's he's taken quite a bit of face-offs. Hmm. I, I could double check that, but I'm almost yeah. certain. I think um, I think a lot of the times I saw him out there, at least on the faceoffs, they were lining up with Hughes on the wing and, and Sharon Govich at the center. Yeah, uh, well, I'll, I could double check that as we're talking. But anyway, so Chris, we got Hughes has impressed us both. Who's another yes. Devils player who's impressed you through these two games? Uh, I mean, definitely Sharon Govich. Um, he, he finally got the game-winning goal today, and he his speed and the way he sees the game is very evident. Um, I, I think him and Jack will probably enjoy playing together because of that because they both move very quickly and can see the game very well. Um I don't know. I was impressed with Sharon Govich even during the first game with the loss. I mean, he had some some decent scoring chances. So Yeah, so Hugo Sharon Govich is interesting. I totally agree with you there about showing his speed and his shot. Like when he takes a real shot, even if it's not on that, it's just like a it's a laser. Yeah. But that first line as a whole has been interesting. Hughes has been great. Palmieri is a guy we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah. But it, when, when you take a deeper dive into like the underlying numbers and even watching, that first line's been hemmed in, uh, was hemmed in a decent bit here in the, the first two games. Mm-hmm. They, they were in their defensive zone a lot. And to even further the point of the first line not doing too hot is their zone starts have been mainly in the offensive zone. And they always end up pinned in on their defensive zone. I mean, like I said, like we both said, Hughes has been great. I'm not so sure I want to continue seeing Igor in a top six role. I don't think that's – I mean – It's reasonable, you, yeah. You go from a bottom six forward in the um, AHL to the first line. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I don't think it was sustainable to start with. 
I think he would be a lot more fitted to be on a fourth line or a third line, that bottom six. And I think you're going to start to see that when the team gets healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like what I see from him, his speed and everything. But so I looked at the numbers here. Sharon Govich did take some face-offs, but Jack took 10 face-offs this last game, uh, today's game. So he is playing center. I mean, he may start at the wing for a couple to get Sharon Govich some face-off draws, mm-hmm. but he is playing center. Gotcha. Um, who else? Uh, I, I said Jesper Boquist has really showed some good stuff here. Yeah, he's first two good. games. His underlines confirm that too. Defensively, I really like what I'm seeing out of PK. I know people aren't too happy. Devil's Twitter, I think, is just kind of like brainwashed after that first year. That Subban's yeah. always going to be just awful. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. That um, that play, the shorthanded goal that the Devils let in in the game today was on Subban, shoulder Subban. It was him and Paul Murray. He was a culprit in allowing that goal. But, I mean, overall, he's playing against teams' other lines. He's playing the first game he played 30 minutes tonight, which is too much. But, I mean, he played it. Um, yeah. Tonight he played 20-plus minutes. The ice time he's getting against competition, he's getting. he's been solid through Yeah, yeah, yeah I think Subban's been great so far this year. Um, I think fans need to kind of not worry as much about it. Um, I will say I noticed, especially today, the fourth line in general just holding their own. Uh, Quoken and McLeod and Bastion, whenever they were out on the ice, they were at least generating good puck possession. Um, I think there was one shift they literally spent the entire time in Boston's offensive zone, and they were just muscling them off pucks and everything, moving it back up high and getting shots on net. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Severson, of course, he's been great. He's shown he's the Devils' best defenseman, and that pass he had was just mm-hmm. showing he has some offensive skills, too. It's not only defense with him. Miles Wood, another guy I want to mention. I know Devils fans, for the most part, is not a fan of Miles Wood just because he's just all over the place sometimes, but he has been very good these first two games, and is right up there with uh, Jack Hughes and Miles Wood as the Devils' best forwards here to start the season. Guys that you have not been impressed with or kind of disappointed with through these first two games, give us give us a name, Chris. Hmm. I would say, I unfortunately, Palmieri has looked a little yes. off. Uh, yes. I'm not super I'm not concerned because we know how talented he is, but mm-hmm. something has just seemed a little off the first two games. Yeah, uh, that that was going to be the guy I said. He did have that pass that set up Severson to yeah. Sharon Govich. And hopefully that snaps him out of it. Perfect, yeah. But you can't sit here and say that he's been good. These uh, first two games, he's had two breakaway attempts that were just not all that great of attempts. Um, didn't really test the goalie too hard. And then you have that goal that they scored today that was shorthanded Boston that he could be shoulder to blame for. And then there was a goal in the first game when they were on the power play or the penalty kill where he couldn't get the puck out. So that's another goal you could shoulder to blame. And so that's two goals against and two breakaways that he didn't do all that great on. So, yeah, Palmieri's definitely struggled here to start. Like Chris said, I'm not worried about Palmieri in the slightest. I'm sure he'll figure out a very talented player. Another guy that I'm not going to say I'm disappointed in, just I wish I saw saw more from him, is Andres Janssen. Yeah. He hasn't been bad, but there's been nothing that I've seen that, that, that's been like noticeable. That's like, wow, that was a really solid play. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He hasn't he really, really caught, hasn't you know, stood out to me out. yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he hasn't been bad. Just want to see more from him. Um, Matt Tennyson, 
has been awful. <laughs> I don't know why they keep him in the lineup, but I guess he did contribute in a way to the um, second goal. I believe he was one of the guys that jumped up and kept the play alive. He cycled the puck, which was a nice play. Mm-hmm. But defensively, he's been a mess. Um, but yeah, I'd say Tennyson and Paul Mary have struggled here. Johnson, Johnson hasn't struggled, but he hasn't been any eye-popping type deal. Um, that fourth line, Kokanen, McLeod, and Bastion, they've put some good stuff together here in these first yeah, two games. they've been holding their own. Mm-hmm. Especially Mikey McLeod. I know he, he had a glorious opportunity. It would have been nice to see him pot his first career goal. He wasn't able to put it home, but he's been solid to start here. I'm so. not going to lie. There's times where when I see Michael McLeod skating – I think Miles would, <laughs> but a little bit more control. <laughs> McLeod's a very, very good skater. He's yeah, a I very good skater. I don't know if anyone else sees that, but sometimes I, I just see him almost looking a little bit like Miles Wood when he's skating and moving and stuff. So, because Wood's a very fast skater, he's a bull in the china shop, but he's very fast. So, yeah, Michael McLeod's—he's—it's skating and defensive abilities, which he's shown both of those, and he's shown a little offense too—that big body, keeping control on the puck in a fourth yeah. line role. So, I think that's enough Devils talk for now. Just kidding. We're gonna preview the Devils Rangers game real quick. Yep. Anyway, so just one more Devils talk. Then we're gonna jump into NHL wide stuff. So, Devils Rangers Tuesday night. This game in New York. Uh, I am not sure. I'll look it up real quick. I don't want to okay. say yes and it not be there. So the Rangers play the Islanders tonight in their second game. So we won't know how that goes until after this episode is recorded. But the first game did not go well for the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's at the Garden. Okay. So the first game against the Islanders, I believe they lost. Was it 4-0 or 5-0? Uh, 4-0, I think. Okay. I, don't th- anyway, I don't think it got They got shot out. It was 4-0. Um, they lost 4-0. They, Mr. Capo Paco kind of picked off where he left off last year. It was not a good showing for him. And they have him skating on the line with Artemi Panarin, I'm pretty sure. Yikes. And I just took a peek at um, the underlying, the advanced statistics possession numbers for that first game. And that first line was awful. It's funny how you put Capo and Panarin together and all of a sudden Panarin doesn't play too well. But when Panarin was playing without Kako last year, Panarin was a heart-level trophy. I know it's just one game, but it's just funny how yeah. those things work. Um, yeah, Igor Shesterkin struggled. I don't know who the Rangers are going to for tonight's game. Do they have Zabinijad right now, or is he out with an injury? I think he had an injury recently, but I can't remember if he was back or not. Yeah, so... It'll be – it's Tuesday. They play tonight. So I'd assume we get to see Sturkin against the Devils who struggled in the first game. But, I mean, that guy's got loads of talent. So I'm sure they'll figure it out. Yeah, it's it looks just, like Gorgiev's confirmed for tonight. So I would expect Sturkin on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Zibanejad is playing. He is healthy. Okay. So he's a, he's a big candidate, though, to uh, to regress this year, though. He had a lot of puck luck and stuff, shooting shooting percentages inflated and stuff. He's a hell of a player, but last year he just had an unreal year. Um, the issue here with the Rangers is an issue that played them last year, and it's gotten even worse is their defense. They bled a ton of shot attempts. Just It, it was a poor defensive showing. That's what happens when you have Jack Johnson, Brendan Smith. Um, Keandre Miller made his debut and struggled very mightily. Jacob Trubas, for whatever reason, ever since he came over from Winnipeg, he's been struggling a bit. Adam Fox is amazing, though. Um, he's a heck of a talent. 
Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about these Rangers. It's just, I think, the same old story we saw last year. I think it might be even worse. Just really bad struggles on defense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, there's uh, it's it's the beginning of the season. You can't base everything off of just, you know, a handful of games. But at the same time, it's a 56-game season. So now more than ever, every single game matters. Um, I mean, you see it in, in a regular length regular season that the first month of October going into Thanksgiving that can easily make or break teams uh I think most teams that are in the playoff picture by that point usually end up making it so it's uh, it's definitely important to get off to a good start in the first couple games especially in a 56 game season glad to see the Devils are doing that and the Rangers are not so yeah uh, a little more here about this matchup. I'm excited to see the Devils' offense, especially Jack Hughes against this Rangers' defense. Yes. Um, I feel like they'll really be able to fly around and put a lot of stuff and test your circuit kind of early. I'm interested to see how the new defensive system holds up. It held up very well against the Bruins team with a lot of star power up front. The mm-hmm. Rangers outside their top six, their bottom six is not great. Um, Phil Giuseppe, Chidal at center, Taco at the wing, Brendan Lemieux, Brett Howden, and Julian Gauthier is their bottom six. So I'm interested to see how the um, Mackenzie Blackwood and that defensive system holds up. They'll be tested mm-hmm. against the Bushnevich, Kreider, Zabanajab, Panarin, Strom, Lafayette lines, but it, their defense should do a pretty good job with that bottom six. Yeah. Um, anyway, got any predictions, Chris? For this game, uh, I am expecting a. I'll, I'll say three-one victory by the Devils. That's what I'm going to call. Okay, I'm, I'm not a big man for predictions, so I'm going to hold off. I think I think that sounds pretty good. Interesting to see how that one goes. I hope the offense kind of shows shows their muscle there against a lackluster defense. To uh, I agree. Have. All right, before we move from the Devils into our next segment, which is just going to be talking about like kind of takeaways we've seen NHL wide these past first few games. I wanted to mention, Chris, do you know that the Devils have not given up a five-on-five goal yet this season? That is amazing because that has been our struggle for the longest time. (laughs) So they've given up two power play goals and a shorthanded goal. Those are the three goals they've given up so far this year. Um, and then, of course, the Bruins got the one goal in the, sh- uh, the shootout. So, yeah, a very good start for the Devils defense and that defensive system when D-Ruff's trying to implement. All right. NHL wide takeaways. We're only three games or three days, four days into the season. Anything that uh, that's caught in your eye around the league so far, Chris? Um, the Avs are legit. The Avs are basically yeah, they a did cheat lose code. Game one, but... they're, they're basically a game shark code. Um... Trying to think. We, had some, we had some scraps. Uh, we had that Dougie Hamilton. I forget who he fought in the Carolina game. Dougie Hamilton fought? Yeah, I think he dropped the mitts first game. And he, he held. He he did a good job. He he won that fight, I'm pretty sure. Pretty handedly. Uh, I My forget boy, who Dougie he Hamilton fought. Dougie Hamilton getting scraps? Yeah, yeah, your boy got in a scrap. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to think what else. Um... Flyers look legit, unfortunately. Oh, he fought Sam Gagne. 
Yeah. Oh, my boy Scraps. Anyway, that's good to know. Um, yeah, the Flyers look good. Uh, talk a little bit about there. They played the Penguins. They beat them up pretty good in the first two matchups, scoring a lot of goals. Penguins have their defensive issues. That's going to be an issue. Um, Jari struggled, Chris. I know you had your doubts about Jari. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, looking good in like your your doubts of him. But the Pittsburgh defense has struggled. Maybe that's what happens when you have a bottom pairing of Mike Matheson and Cody Ceci. Mm-hmm. Um, John Marino has been solid, but outside of him, I mean, Latang's even struggled. Uh, is Brian Dumoulin still? I think he's in Washington Brown now. Washington. I Brian think Dumoulin's in Washington. Um, yeah, so the Penguins' defensive issues vary everything against the Flyers. Flyers did look good, like you said. <clears throat> Excuse me, no, Brian Dumoulin is still on the Penguins. Oh, he is? Yeah, what are you thinking of? I think there's another Penguins defenseman I'm thinking of who's in Washington now. Um. Anyway, yeah, so the Penguins having some issues there. Flyers look good. What I want to talk about here. So, kind of David, Patrick in his second game. Uh, he's just electric. Um, the North Division, the Canadian Division. The amount of goals we are going to see in that division is going to be an absolutely disgusting number. I mean, it depends. If you like seeing goals, tune into that because I did a little math here, a little, uh, little computing some numbers. So the excuse me, there is about an average of eight goals being scored in each of the North game divisions. How insane is that? That that's if you it's bizarre. If you're playing fantasy hockey this year or betting, take the over in all those games. And also, if you have a goalie in fantasy, that's plenty for a North Division team. I'm sorry. Um, if you have goal scorers in the North Division team, I'm happy for you. So, yeah. Anyway, back to that Penguins thing. Brian Dumoulin's on their top pair with Chris Tang, And then Marcus Peterson and John Marino is their top four. Marino's been solid. Letang, Dumoulin, Pedersen struggled. And that Michael Madsen... Uh, Cody CC pairing has been kind of ugly. We talked about the Rangers there. That was another headline. Islanders just destroying them in game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDavid, silly. Oh, the Ottawa beating up Toronto a little bit. Yeah, Ottawa's that's a bit of a surprise there. Forward group, man. Ottawa's forward group. They got a nice top six there. They got some death in that group. They got Drake Batherson, I'm pretty sure, scored a goal. He's a nice young player. They got Evgeny Dadanov. They got a lot of young guys there. If that team gets any scent of goaltending and or defense, maybe they make some noise. I'm not saying yeah. playoffs or anything, but maybe they impress some people. So. I mean, especially if that Canadian division is as wide open as it's looking to be, you know? Yeah, like eight goals on a nightly basis are just insane. It's funny seeing how, like, quickly quickly triggered Toronto Maple Leafs fans get. Like, yeah. out there. I mean, it's one game. Like, take, a, take a breath. Toronto's loaded. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else catch your eye on Joe? Um, I don't uh, think so. No, not yet. So yeah, there's just some storylines. We'll have more more pop up as we go through recording these episodes. So now, want to talk about? In your opinion, Chris, who do you think is uh, our very very early prognosis of the worst team in the NHL? I have three teams that it's between. Worst team in the NHL right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to include the Rangers, obviously. Okay. Um, All right. Try and take an overall thought process here. I have Blackhawks, uh, Red Wings, and Coyotes as my like bottom three right now. Yeah, I mean, Rangers I'll include. Red Wings I agree with. 
And then I think uh, I'll agree with you what you said about the Hawks as well. Yeah, um, Hawks just because they don't have Doc. Um, or a goalie. Or yeah. Pays. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to go Hawks, Red Wings, and Rangers. Yeah. Um, Yotes, they got. That, that was a really good game. They played the Sharks on um, the second night of the season, I believe it was. Sharks had a 3-1 lead with like seven minutes left. Yotes answered that. Connor Garland's a really solid player over there in Arizona. He's, he's mm. a nice find there. Um, went to a shootout. Yotes lost. But, yeah, Yotes going to be a, sh- a long year for Yotes fans. Red Wings, I believe the shots on goal that game were like 42-17. to 17. Thomas Grice was terrific against the Hurricanes. And, uh, yeah, the Blackhawks got worked by the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't think there's anything to see there. Yeah. Out of out of those teams, you, you said Blackhawks, Red Wings, and uh then Rangers. Rangers. Out of those three, what do you think who do you think is dead last right now? I would assume that it's gonna be the Red Wings, just because okay. the Hawks still have some talent where um if they play a team that struggles to score naturally they could win some more of those games than I could see the Red Wings doing. Uh, similar thing with the Rangers. I think even though they aren't really that strong, like depth wise, the offense they do have is, is, is strong enough to win them some games against teams that struggle with scoring and they have the goaltending to help out. Um, the Red Wings, I think just still need, need too much help, which I mean, it's, it's not a secret, you know, they've known about it. Eisman's well aware of it. He's building this team and they're going to be stacked in a, in a couple years and we're all going to watch Detroit probably go on like 20 consecutive playoff runs again so with some old Red Wings takes for five I, years I do road, huh? I do <laughs> I, I like I what Stevie Y did in Tampa <laughs> so I know you had those in the uh in the cupboard but anyway I'm gonna go Blackhawks that's the worst team in the league I'm, I'm gonna do it I, I think the difference is is Thomas Grice they got Thomas mm-hmm. Grice in Detroit and Chicago yeah. just doesn't have a goalie it's between like Colin Delilah and Malcolm Subban and yep. there's some other kid I even know his name, but yeah, I'm a couple Blackhawks. A little uh, interesting there. Yeah. So that's definitely something to keep your eye on. They're in the same division this year too, right? They are bringing Those back the old rivalry. It was very sad yeah, that they they changed the, that when they moved the, the divisions. And Red Wings to the uh, worst team in the league. It's like uh, I don't know if we have any uh, college football listeners out there. The uh, action when Akron and Bowling Green played this year. Two worst teams in college football. I think we got two worst teams in the NHL battling the same division. So that's, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Um, all right. Yeah, so that's all we want to talk about there. We're going to move on and end this episode out with a good old segment of Bar Down Bets. Good old degenerate here. Um, Chris, I know you're not as cool as us degenerates, right? You're not a big you, gambling lad. You are, you are you're definitely more, more the, plugged into the uh, the gambling <laughs> world than I am, sir. But I will you're partake and get the, some uh, general stocks. stuff if you explain it to me. <laughs> you're, you're more of the stocks and bonds and that type of stuff, huh? Yes, I'd, I'd, rather just, rather yeah, just, I'd rather lose know, my money that way. Those educated folks, so much better than us degenerates anyway. Um, All right, got some bets for you. So over this episode, oh, no, we're dropping this on Monday, so this isn't going to work. Anyway, I'm going to tell you my bets anyway since we'll see how they turn out. Anyway, I had this in our mind that we were going to drop this on Sunday, so I was going to give you all some Sunday night bets. I'll give you some night bets anyway, even though you're not going to be able to place them. You'll be able to place one if you like. So we only have two games on Sunday. We have the – Panthers against the, the darn it. Hang on, give me one second. You got Panthers and Blackhawks, Caps and Penguins, and then Stars and Lightning is postponed. Yes. Uh, all right, so you got the Panthers and the Blackhawks. So I was going to take 
where I will take um, Panther 60 minute line. Some of you will probably get that at like one minus 115, which basically means um, put 10 bucks that I'm trying to explain. I, I kind of just like I know how it works, but it's hard to explain. Like at minus 110, right? So you'd put a hundred mm-hmm. or you'd put 110 down and win 100 type deal. Yeah. So you'd put however that math works but anyway um yeah i like that i also like florida panthers minus one and a half you get pretty good value there that's gonna be plus money there which means say you put down 100 bucks you would win like 115 on top of that right that's how plus money works uh, washington is actually the underdog on sunday against who would you say they played i believe it's let me pull it right back up i have it right here pittsburgh. it's Pe- uh, pittsburgh. pittsburgh yeah yeah, so Washington is actually the underdog against Pittsburgh, which I think that's kind of funny. Um, so I mean, Washington that matchup if you're a betting guy. Of course, you guys won't hear this before that, so unfortunately, you'll just be able to rip me for how wrong I just told you these picks were. Anyway, one bet you'd be able to pick, Chris, and I think this is a good one. Given how much scoring will be in the North Division, the Art Ross Trophy, it's got to be between Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, do you think, right? Yes. Yeah, that's safe to assume. Yeah, so... Leon Dreisaitl is plus 600 odds. That's pretty good odds. So, like, you put down 10 bucks, you'd win 60 on a bet like this. You put down 100, you win 600 type deal. So that's pretty good odds there for a player, top player in the league in a division that's just going to see a ton of goals. So, yeah, I think that would be a good bet there. Chris, what do you think? Do you think that would be a good bet? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Um, it's kind of weird how the goaltending is performing, and, and I guess defense in general, because you do have some good goaltenders in that division. You obviously have Carey Price, Frederick Anderson. Um, you Boston's have Jacob Markstrom up in Calgary. I believe Demko will be the real deal. Um, the yeah, Senators brought in Murray. Um, I don't know how that's been going so far, but that's another guy who's won some cups. So you wouldn't expect the North to be a division where, like, the goals are just crazy high, like all over the place, but that appears to be the case. And if it stays that way, yeah, your safe bet is going to be like McDavid, Dreisaitl, one of those guys, maybe There's Austin Matthews. Um, yeah, that's a nice sleeper one. That, um, the forward town up in the North Division is unreal, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Dreisaitl, McDavid, um, Elias Pedersen, Brock Besser, that forward group that we're just talking about in Ottawa. There's some talent there. Yep. Um, Brady Kachuk out there. Johnny yep. Gaudreau. It's just loaded everywhere uh, out there. Ottawa has Stutzler, right? Yeah, they do. They yeah. Do. So, um, who knows? Just forwards are loaded up there. Anyway, yeah. So... Nice little talk there about some bar down bets. We'll do that as we run through. Hopefully we'll time it so like the picks will be out before the uh, game start, which would be nice, but it's just how, how it is. You can only get odds about like a day out. So anyway, I think that's all we're going to do on this episode. So you guys know going forward, this is kind of how it's going to be. Um, we'll open up with some current news, anything that jumps out. Then we'll jump into, we'll recap the Devils games that were in the previous week. Then we'll talk about takeaways and stuff from other NHL games. We'll preview any Devils games coming up. Um, yeah, basically, I think that's how we're going to roll going forward. Sounds good. Anything else, Chris? Let's go Devils, baby. Yes, sir. Igor Sharangovich magic to start the season. Everyone stay safe out there, and we will talk to you guys sometime next week. We're going to keep you on our toes, as always, when we release this. So, 